Ladies and gentlemen, your 2023 World Series champions, the Texas Rangers. All right. Good for Texas. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, we snaw. Now we all go home because that's enough of Texas. George um, Bush wins again. Yeah. I think everyone is now officially sick of Texas and Southwest-based <laughs> baseball teams in general. Winning the World Series. In general. Nolan, what is, uh, what, how do you feel coming out of this series? It was well, a fun series overall for the first like three games, and then things kind of got out of hand there at the end. Well, uh, yes, like you said, uh, it certainly did get out of hand there at the end. This is the first time that we've gotten to do an uh, emergency podcast here for the World Series champion. What was that tweet that was like... The- the whitest words in the world are emergency podcast or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, they called it an oxymoron. I love the term emergency podcast. I'm glad I, could, I I finally get to do one. It's also the first time we get to use one of our generic sounds from the soundboard. We don't um, get to use that soundboard very often. We could, but this was fitting. So we maybe we'll it. reserve it for uh, <laughs> once a year. Every time when somebody wins champion. the World Series, yeah. we'll play that sound. There you go. I think that's new Mudville tradition. There you go. I want to like get into the careers of, of so many different guys on this team and, and talk about how this World Series it's, championship, I think, fits into the greater schemes of their individual careers. It's very Frankenstein-y. Like, this team was very much put together with, like, not scrap pieces, but just guys from everywhere, you know, coming together to do it. Yeah, you know, they're, they're critics, and by which I mean salty Astros fans <laughs> were talking about the fact that they spent over eight, 800 million dollars to win the world series but that's exactly what a baseball team should be doing i remember uh, two off seasons it ago worked. when they they spent 500 million on Corey seager and marcus Semien at the time two shortstops i didn't entirely understand that i didn't think that they were totally built to compete then they signed jacob de this this past off season and of course their window was fully open the fact that they were able to win this this championship while he's still recovering from Tommy John surgery is really a remarkable achievement. Other veteran guys, you know, this is Nathan Avaldi. Uh, he got his second ring tonight. He shoved. He threw six shutout innings. Diamondbacks couldn't even put up a, a run tonight in Game Five, five nothing final. Um, Laid down a little bit. Kind of te- sad. Texas took all three games on the road uh i was rooting for the diamondbacks to take one at least i would have liked to see the series go back to texas and i just would have liked to see a little bit more baseball i agree there is a fun stat though the rangers did not lose a road game in this postseason wow that is that's something that's remarkable i mean that's how you uh if you could draw it up any better than that i'd like to see the uh the plan, because that's really something. Yeah, you know, especially for a team that fumbled their division at the end of September to go into the postseason, beat the Rays, beat the Orioles, Orioles beat the Astros in seven, and now win the, the World Series. I mean, that they look dominant here in these past three games especially. Um, and truly, yeah, you know, you, you made a good point a couple minutes ago. You said sometimes you just get beat. Um yeah, man, sometimes you do just get beat. And that's, uh, I, I was saying earlier too, like, I, I think, I don't remember if I said it on the podcast or if we were just talking, but if you're the Diamondbacks, you go home and you say, hey, man, that was a hell of a season. We weren't supposed to be there yet. Nothing to look back on this season with anything except for pride. That was, you know, you did good. And, uh, you know, you got a lot that you can build on there. I think the Rangers, honestly, 
if they had lost, like the vibes would be so much worse because this is what they were built to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know built to win now. Obviously, they went all in on the deadline, and the effectiveness of those moves can be debated. But they they still went in, and uh, you know Jordan Montgomery gets a ring, and he has uh, you know a major piece, like a key piece. Scherzer, not so much, but you know still you have to give him props where it's due monty was great yeah. monty was great ivaldi was fantastic the pitching was i mean it was great <laughs> like the pitching was solid that's how you win yeah and this lineup that has been crushing all year i mean all year it's they've just been a force offensively and that that showed out here i do definitely agree with you that this rangers team was under a lot more pressure to win than arizona you know had this series gone the other way i also agree that the vibes would have been pretty bad in texas and i don't even think that that would have been necessarily justified you know they've they've got a couple rookies coming up like we can't forget that this isn't even uh evan carter's rookie season yet you know he he just became a world series champion and he hasn't even gotten to contend for rookie, rookie of, the of the year yeah they drafted wyatt langford he'll he, be here next year he should be up in april i i mentioned on the pod last week if those two guys are able to net texas two more first round picks in the uh, 2025 draft i mean that will just be laughably remarkable production and i think that they have a very good chance to do so why is rob manfred's hands what's why is he standing like uncle jack he's doing the (laughs) the uncle jack thing he's just going to talk about his hands for a while oh boy handing it to this old ghoul this guy is a bag of bones the excitement is going to kill him look at this i don't know the name of the the rangers owner but oil mcgahee oil (laughs) mcgahee man now this is uh you know this is this is an interesting world series team because we haven't really had uh, this is done in the style of the yankee teams of old to be honest like just bringing in the big free agents doing the whole you know you know forget the now we're just or forget the future we're just going to do it right now like this is not I, I can't remember a team that's been assembled this quickly and actually won in a while this team does kind of actually remind me of the 09 yankees because you know they they won that series right after signing yep. cc sabathier aj burnett mark Teixeira. um just like forget it get all the free agents just sign <laughs> like, all the guys get everyone <laughs> pay the money go all in win a championship and they did and you got to hand it to them. I mean, this is exactly what we say on on this podcast that big league owners should do. They went out and they spent the big bucks on free agents. They paid out some contract knowing full well that they might not get a ton of production out of those those contracts towards some of the uh, end Later years. years yeah. And yet they still... Um, they went all in. They didn't cry poor. They brought together a really talented group of guys. They made solid trades, even though they gave out Cole Reagans. And they won the World Series. I mean, I think a lot of teams right now should be looking at what Texas did and taking a very close look at these upcoming free agency pools and uh, saying maybe it's time for us to pony up some, some money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this... It also just kind of goes to show that offense is king. <laughs> like, if you can mash, it's going to get you really far. And this lineup was dangerous top to bottom all year, all series, especially in this World Series. I mean, they just put up numbers. Like, they just, you know, they buried this game, like game five, 
by putting up five runs in uh, what was it the the ninth the top of the ninth or they, they put, put up, up they had f- one four, four runs four. in the top of the ninth absolutely but, but that was the nail in the coffin and if you have a lineup that is at any point capable of putting up a, a ton of runs like the other night I, I forget if it was game three or four they had like a like a five or six run inning or something like that and it was just you know the game was over and it was the what was it ten to one or whatever that game ended up as ten or they, they did put up a, a few runs at the end it was like ten to six or eleven to six okay yeah well I, I saw it when it was very out of hand and turned it off but that was uh it's just it just goes to show I mean that's that's how you win <laughs> if you can score you can win and this pitching staff the starters were incredible and the bullpen was just better than the Diamondbacks bullpen and that's kind of again that's all you need it's like you know you need a lot of guys to play well at the right time you need to be hot and you know every other thing that we know about how to win in baseball but it really just comes down to you have to be effective on offense and you have to have a good bullpen and if your starters can get you any length at all in the playoffs especially you are just that's a leg up that's that's uh that's like the icing on top I think at, at that point, it, it just kind of comes down to like personal opinion of, of what you really think like won the series, because I was going to come in and say the opposite. I was going to say pitching is king and that, you know, Evaldi got them there tonight. And But Gallen also had a great game tonight. Absolutely. Zach Allen but that's, was, that's, was, uh, was phenomenal. He threw six no-hit innings. It was that textbook third time through the order thing for him tonight. Corey Seager came up and slapped one the other way. Then he gave up two more hits. Rangers put one up on the board, knocked Gallon out of the game, and they had that momentum that, you know, maybe top of the ninth, that doesn't happen if they don't have that. If Evaldi gives up three runs, maybe Paul Seawald has a little bit more adrenaline, you know, there's no point stressing on uh, hypotheticals. But this team was such a uh, well-oiled machine that, that you can really look to anything, to the offense, to the pitching, to the bullpen, and you can say maybe that in particular won them this game or that won them this series. It's really just one of the better postseason runs that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, um, but that's an interesting debate, actually, and if, if you want to humor me for a second, you know the phrase... Uh, you can never have too much pitching, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it, it refers to starting pitching. That's that's what it's about. But really, <laughs> you need to be able to score. And this lineup, seriously, is scary good. <laughs> I mean, you can you can pitch as great as any team, you know, throughout history. But if you can't score, what are you going to do with it? I, it's, you know, like in the playoffs, at least, I think the offense is where it really comes through. In the regular season, you need the pitching. And if you have both, then, you know, that's how you get here. But yeah. I think offense is windy World Series. I think pitching gets you there. Game four, they got out to a 10 to nothing lead early on um, and put the game away. Andrew Heaney also went five innings and got the win. It really is kind of funny that they just threw a bunch of former Yankees Yankee out there and won a World Series. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty great. With a couple of guys that fans were clamoring for <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> Scherzer, of course, had to leave the game after three innings in game three, but then John Gray came in and, and pitched well. Another guy who's been a starting guy his, his whole career and one of the only ones who ever kind of made it work in Colorado. Another guy who really put in his time to get here, you know, Semyon used, used to play. He put in his years in, <laughs> in Colorado. Yeah, uh, Semyon used to play uh, for the A's, so anybody who plays in that ballpark, I'm always super happy to see them get a ring. John Gray had to pitch in cores for so long. He finally got his contract. Now now he gets a title. 
all of these veteran arms who most of them getting their first ring um nathan avaldi getting his second Mm -hmm. uh definitely one of my my favorite things to see in this postseason and then of course chapman getting his second ring when he was a yankee for his entire career but his two rings are not with the Yankees is I'm choosing to ignore the whole uh, Chapman of it all. I would like to. Yeah. A little bit of breaking news, by the way, Corey Seager just won world series. MVP became the second player to do it on two different teams. Those who may have blocked out the 2020 season from (laughs) memory, the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series, if you want to count that. If you haven't been uh, (laughs) watching along the post game the way that we are as we record this, uh, oh, fun bit of trivia, we'll give you a second to guess who the other one was, and we can reveal it in three, two, one. It was Reggie Jackson with the A's and the Yankees back in the 70s. Very nice. So that's fun. This is uh, this has been overall. It's it's been pretty entertaining. I think Rangers in five is not a uh, take that I really saw many places, but um, it makes sense when you think about it. This team was just too dominant. Did I say Rangers in five? I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember. My we we did not publish our predictions. I, I forget really everything that I say <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> like, we just put know. it out in the ether. I stash it in the it, bin. You know what? Maybe it's a mental thing where it's like, eh, it's out there to find if I need to remember it. I don't need to actually put in the brain power to have that on the ready. But Corey Seager with the uh, World Series MVP. I'd imagine Adelise Garcia will win postseason MVP. And now he gets to get interviewed by A-Rod and David Ortiz and Jeter and stuff. So that's that's fun. And that's very nice. Yeah, man. I yeah, this is also really good for Bruce Bochy. Um he just became the fourth manager ever to have four rings, which with Connie like, Mack, Joe McCarthy and, and Joe Torrey. Joe so Torrey. It's right. uh, if you have a guy joining a list in baseball with three other guys and two of them are from before 1940 and the other one is, you know, Joe Torrey, you managed the 90s dynasty Yankees. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's damn is, impressive. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Connie Mack was the Pirates and the A's manager. Pirates manager from 1894 to 1896, and the Philadelphia Athletics from 1901 to 1950. Damn. He was the manager of the A's for 49 years. He put in time. Jeez. Wow. Five-time World Series champion in 1910, 11, 13, 29, and 30. I'm a little ashamed I didn't know that. Oh, he has the most wins, losses, and games managed in Major League history. That tracks. I feel like we should know more about Connie Mack, and I'm a little embarrassed that I don't. Maybe (laughs) we should do a little more Connie Mack research. Mack search. But hey, I mean, we talked about the veterans on this team. I want to give a shout-out as well to the rookies, Josh Young and Evan Carter. Young came into this season coming off he's of, young yeah he young is young uh he came into this year off of a uh, shoulder surgery that a lot of people weren't sure if that was going to affect his power too much clearly it did not he st- he hits nukes he was super productive all postseason he got a base hit tonight super efficient over there at third base uh, and he got his first World Series ring in his first year in the league. And then, of course, Evan Carter, who I've talked about a bunch already. Second round pick. 20 games played in the regular season. Yeah. Nuts. Second round pick in 2020, not really on a lot of people's radars. Uh, he popped up on prospect boards in like early 2022, I want to say. Has um, he played in more playoff games than regular season games now? Not quite. Po- he's Are you in, sure? Yeah, he's played in, like, it should be like 17 maybe 18 
It's not. It's not twenty. It's quite impressive that, you know, like we said, he just won his first World Series before he even gets to do his Rookie of the Year campaign. Uh, I remember back when we did our preview episode: twenty-three regular season games, sixteen pre- or postseason games. Wow, that's still nuts. I remember when we did our preview episode back in March. I predicted Josh Young to win Rookie of the Year. I was also going to say, like back in I September, said that I didn't like their lineup. <laughs> Oh boy! I remember that specifically. To be fair, they did have a lot of pieces that they needed. Like they were, it could have gone one of two ways, and it went the good way. (laughs) It did go a lot of the good way for them. (laughs) Big Poppy just handed Corey Seager a shirt that says "My Dog." (laughs) Very nice. He's like a gimmick. He's a walking gimmick, (laughs) dude. And like A Rod is just like. Did you see the clip where he said amazing technology about a drone that was just like flying around? (laughs) I do love A Rod, but I also hate A. He's just like kind of like he's a dork, dude. He's he's not an airhead. He's a dork. He is such like a little like goofy geeky dude. He's obsessed with baseball. It's just like, you know, to he doesn't even know anything that's going on anywhere else. He's a baseball guy. He's a baseball guy. If you're the Arizona Diamondbacks, I mean, you, you can't really complain. No. Like, you know, we already talked about, like, they were saying back when they were playing Los Angeles, like, they were playing with house money. They only had two real starters going into the playoffs with Zach Gallen, who had a potentially Cy Young year, and then they got a career year out of Merrill Kelly as well. But even Brandon Fott was a pretty huge question mark going into the postseason. And he really showed out. Yeah, yeah, man. You can't expect anything out of a rookie. I mean, I guess you can, but you shouldn't. Yeah, you you shouldn't be doing that to them, I guess. Yeah, I I mean, hey, rookie, give us a huge performance in the World Series. And he was like, got you. The (laughs) fact that he started game one that series was pretty wild. I mean... They threw him into the fire, and uh, he came out crispy on the other side, I think. Yeah. They played well until they didn't. You know, they knocked out the Dodgers. They knocked out the Phillies. That's two of the top three teams in the NL going into the playoffs. Phillies fans are going to be fucking tight. Oh, they're so (laughs) mad right now. But they didn't even come close to beating Texas. That's got to mean something, you know? It's true. Texas really showed up every series, and... uh, as much as we hate that team's ownership, we like a lot of their their players, and uh, I like that I got to shout a bunch of them out. I'm excited to see where they go from here. I was going to have what I thought was a pretty hot take back in like late August or September or whatever that I was going to say. I thought that the Rangers were going to win the 2024 World Series because I liked what they had with uh, Carter and Langford coming up and Jacob deGrom coming back. Turns out I was actually behind the curve, and they made a fool out of me too. They kind of made a fool out of everybody this season, and that's another thing you have to respect. They Nobody really believed in the Rangers. Like They kind of were like going into the playoffs like all the eyes were on the Braves or on you know the Astros again or you know whatever, and they just kind of you know they snuck through the wild card round they just moved all the way through and you know did their thing and here you go i think the last kind of thing i want to talk about is uh the fact that they really relied on jose leclerc so much that at the end of the game you have marcus Semien in the uh in the interview going like we didn't even have to use leclerc <laughs> like the fact that they have a true closer is interesting you know this is a very old school team managed by bruce bochi too who's a very old school guy it's there's a lot of teams that have many different ways of how to do things and it just look talent wins out at the end of the day it, it's at least this year 
I'm glad that you brought that up because um, Bruce Bochy is a very like uh, old school kind of guy who like manages with like feel according to a game. And at the same time, he's got a, a bunch of uh, pitchers on his team that can go quite a few innings um, like Avaldi and and Montgomery are two of the more consistent like six, seven innings guys out there. That's Scherzer talent. used to be. That's but, talent uh, and that's ability. And that, you know, yeah. you can you can work around all you want. You can try to get the most out of uh you know, underpaid guys who should be better than they are all you want. And like maybe you find a gem here and there. But it's at the end of the day, talent is not replaceable so it's uh, yeah like well, yeah. what i was gonna say about it is that i think you have to be aware of how you're interpreting that like like how long bochi lets them go into games like uh, would somebody have pulled avaldi after the fifth tonight and gone to a starter who would have given up a run and then lost the game it's another one of those just hypotheticals that aren't really worth wondering right. about i guess That's not exactly fair but at the same yeah. time it is it is worth just it's just worth a thought just mm-hmm. hey, you know, you stick with your guy and look what he does. But at the same time, Lavula was very analytic and he stuck with uh, with Gallon tonight as yep. long as he did. So I mean, and it wasn't him who gave it up. So it's uh, <laughs> it's there's there's it, a lot it of different actually ways. Was to, Gallen who gave it up? But it was he, well, he gave up one run. Yeah, I'm not saying the end oh, of the okay. game, but yeah, I'm true, saying true. like that's you know you should be able to scratch across a run. That's that's not what I'm talking about. Right. Um, he was throwing you know a no hitter for six innings or something. So it's like I think what's going to end up coming out of this World Series more than anything is just a little bit. Uh, it's not going to be a huge conversation, but it'll be a piece of it. It's just there's a very talented roster. They spend a ton of money on free agents, and Bruce Bochy is an old school guy who didn't really want to dive too deep into the analytics or whatever. And not that he doesn't use the numbers and everything. I'm sure he does. It's baseball. It's what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, it's just there's been such a pushback this season on the overuse of analytics and just flooding players' heads with useless information or whatever. And I don't I don't want to come off as an old man like, that's how you're supposed to do it. But at the same time, it's just it's it's a conversation that I think needs to be had because it's been too one-sided in that you can't disagree with analytic guys or whatever. But there's there's a balance that you need to strike. It's the same thing. Baseball is a game of balance in general. You need a balance of offense and defense. You need a good balance of starting pitching and bullpen. You need a guys who can hit for power, guys who can hit for contact, and you need a good balance of analytics and feel. And that's just that's the way it is. There's no one way to do it. Well, I was going to say, I think that the most important thing for baseball to uh, take away from this, whether that's ownership, GMs, managers, whatever, to take a look at at what worked. They built a team with a lot of strong veteran pitching. They spent quite a bit of money on both sides of the ball. They put in a collection of like older veteran guys, a few guys they were able to get more value out of than uh, other teams thought they were worth. You throw them in there with some young electric players, some stuff plus gods at out of the pen and uh i mean you you really just got something cooking like baby you got a stew going (laughs) like i think that that you have to look at those things both in tandem with and also independent of each other and you know really try to break down you know he let ovaldi go six innings and he definitely that was the right call 
I think it had given up a run that still would have been the, the right call. I think Lavello staying with Gallon, despite it being the third time through the order, was the right call, uh, even though he gave up three straight hits and the first run of the game. You can't base your judgment of the process 100% on the results, and you have to just look at the long-term strategies of uh, how this team was built, how it performed, who this manager is, and who has found success when it really matters. I think that's very fair. Um, as with any year, once the off season starts, the only thing then to do is to you know take a look at your own team and figure out what you can do better. And it's I don't know the Rangers are going to be an interesting case study for uh, you know for next year. I think that yeah. they're going to uh, repeat. That's super early prediction. I love the the Rangers to repeat. I think they're going to be even better next year. I mentioned Wyatt Langford so many times. Uh, I l- I'm going to love to see what Evan Carter can do with a, a full season and what Josh Young does with his second year. And of course, if they can bring back Jacob deGrom, I mean, I don't see anybody beating them, especially in the American League. Uh, who could beat them? Maybe the Orioles, but they still need a little bit more on the pitching side. I don't I mean, know. That's barring tough. you know free agency complications. Right now, I would only say the that's Astros true. or the Orioles. This is, this is day one. Well, it's day zero, really, of the yeah. offseason. So you know, only going to get more interesting Hour from zero. here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um. But yeah, I think that'll probably about do it for us. Um, I think so. But this has been a really fun World Series. It's been a really fun season here on Mudville. This is, uh, this is the first year that we've had this going, and uh, I've had a very good time with it. We're not going anywhere, but no, I know it sounds not. like I'm doing a season wrap-up here. But. <laughs> I did want to plug real quick. We do have a Patreon now. If you are not subscribed to that yet, it is free to do so if you want it to be. You can also support the show with just $1 a month or five, whatever you want to do. We would appreciate anything very much. But Um, you can also join for free. You just get email notifications when episodes come out. Stuff like that. We've heard it's very convenient. We (laughs) have heard that. But yeah, so this was just like a quick little emergency pod. But uh, we'll be back with a full episode uh, early next week. Congratulations to the Texas Rangers, and we'll see you guys in a few days. Enjoy the offseason. Patreon.com slash Mudbill. That one. Catch you guys later. Goodbye.